Jokic behind his back. What a taste like Jokic. Your sitter. Wow. Uh, as long as they're fans on this point, that's all I care about. So the Warrior fans can be here, the Celtic fans can be here, Laker fans can be here. But take that L on the way out. Jokic. Ladies and gentlemen, to the Pickaxe Pundit Show. It is Zach Mikashi and Gordon Gross with you guys here on a beautiful Tuesday in Colorado. We are now officially less than two weeks away, Gordon, from training camp. Are you excited? Well, I'm getting more excited. I mean, at least we're getting close. There's going to be... And I don't have to watch any more FIBA basketball, but that's awesome. That is is right, yes. FIBA has finally finally drawn to a close, so we're going to talk about it. Why not? Because we got two weeks to go before uh, training camp. We'll start it off. Uh, Wancho Hernan Gomez, man. He he gets the gold medal. What are your thoughts on Wancho? Well, I mean, I said that Spain would probably be the team that would go all the way, and that they were. Uh, Wancho's my boy. Wancho is summer. Wancho is the best Wancho. That's that's kind of unfortunate since the Nuggets don't play in the summer, right? But um, he's for real on on the Spanish team. He is the he is at his most comfortable. He he makes his shots. He knows where to be. He's ferocious on on the boards. He, you know, what I mean, the guy's just everything that you want Wancho to be. He shows in. Right. Summer ball for the Spanish national team. Right, yeah. And then he gets mono or whatever. <laughs> or core injury, whatever it might be. And yeah, and then that's that for nine months. Yeah, yeah. You know, Gordon, I'll say we're going to have to check the tape because I believe we, we we had these predictions last week on uh, on the pundits. And I, I think I said I didn't think anybody was going to beat the U.S. I was going to say, I think he took the Americans, as did you I. You know, I was like, if somebody's going to beat them, it's going to be Spain because Spain always plays great. Like that, Spain knows FIBA ball. Right. And they had big centers that I didn't think that the U.S. could handle. Yeah, we kind of had a long conversation, you know, about Spain, and we. I think we, you know, part of it was like we're like, well, oh, they're getting old, you know. But it, it man, if, we, if there's anything that I think we saw in this World Cup, uh, is that old man ball is like alive and well. I mean, like Luis Scola, one of the best players in there, and I didn't even know that guy was still playing basketball. But apparently, you know, he's cut the that hair was the off. Of Luis Scola, that was definitely like. <laughs> You know, who he's going after a six-day bender or something. But he's out there, and he was good. He's like one of those guys who, man, if he had been in his prime during this era instead of during, like, that ISO era uh, yeah. of the 2000s, he probably would have been uh, much more appreciated. But, man, I remember him. He'd kill the Nuggets some, a couple times. Yeah, a, a couple of times. I'm telling you, man, some some form of a podcast we'll do one day will be, you know, guys of yesteryear that would have just been – outstanding in the modern league like you know chris weber chris weber who would have been who would have been a top 10 player forever which is kind of which is kind of crazy when you think about it because chris weber was still like uh even in in the era he did play he was a phenomenal player didn't quite but i get what you're saying like he never quite reached that pinnacle that you know coming out of michigan i mean he was like you know he he, people thought it was like he was gonna be another shack right like he was gonna have that level of dominance Um, right and I remember because that's right. Because I think Orlando actually got those picks back to back, right? And they traded. Yeah, they trade. They traded them. Right. They traded them to Golden State. To Golden State, yeah. and they got Penny Hardaway. That's right. Nah. A little, little '90s throwback for all you kids out there. Get your education. Penny would have been good too, man. Penny oh, would have been great in this league. Penny, well, Penny was Penny was great <laughs> in the '90s too. He's just, you know, another guy of health kind of 
I mean, Penny Penny would have been what? Like um, uh, Ben Simmons, who could actually kind of who could shoot. Yeah, like, uh, Penny would just dominate. I don't. Yeah, he he's he's a, he's a guy that there's hard to it's hard to think of a, a parallel across. I mean, I'm trying to think of another guy who's quite like him uh, in the NBA, and there's, I, I'm having a hard time. There isn't one man yeah. like he. Penny, for all his skills, I really those injuries just killed him because he was unbelievably great coming out of college. He's probably like Magic Johnson is like one of the guys I probably think is about. So, I mean, he was yes. quite so, but like, but he could shoot of, better than Magic, man. right? Right, like, Magic probably be, is, is a better passer than Penny was, and Penny was more of a, yeah. an explosive scorer. But um, anyways, this is not this well, is I'm not on the talking. rundown. This is not what you want to talk about. Stop letting me talk. Go <laughs> on with the So uh, we'll get we'll get back into the World Cup here. We also will uh, to get to our other topics here. Uh, on the show, none of which involve Penny Hardaway. I'm sorry, no, guys. But we, that's we, your Penny Hardaway hey, for the show. Listen, then don't, don't don't sell us short yet, Gordon. You know, there's still time. We could get we could <laughs> circle back to this. Uh, absolutely, uh, we will though. We'll talk about small forwards. Um, Penny would be, you know, he could probably play some small ball, small forward. Penny can play today's. one to four right now. <laughs> right. That would be crazy. <laughs> but uh, we'll talk about the uh, the Nuggets small forward. It is kind of the the enigma, I guess, in the rotation. Uh, and they have quite a few guys coming off. Wancho, many options, man. Yeah, yeah. right. Right. Once you got, again, so many options. You got you got Wancho coming off the performance he had in the uh, World Cup. He's certainly kind of injected himself more into that conversation. At least that's what I've, we've been seeing on Twitter. So we'll talk about it, uh, and then we'll wrap out the uh, the show. Kind of looking forward to the season. We'll have a couple more kind of general uh, discussions. So I'll see where the conversation takes us here. I, I love minutes. your hope for four topics on this show. That's amazing. Good it's, job. It's only three. It's three topics with. Um, you know, two subtopics per topic. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not on. We're not on Dash Radio anymore. There's no hard deadline. I'll do this. Be a three-hour <laughs> podcast if I want to make it. Two-hour and twenty-minute podcast later. Yeah, I'm not staying up that late. We both know that. That's very true. Let's all right. So let's get back into it. Um, so I guess let's. So we kind of touched on Wancho there a little bit. What do you think about Jokic? You know, because so I, I so I wrote uh, I wrote an article yesterday that was you know kind of just recapping um from a nuggets players perspective recapping the the world cup and and one thing i kind of want to point out is like I, honestly obviously it didn't work out for serbia uh, the way they wanted to they had high expectations obviously the goal was to win uh the gold medal that was probably the more realistic this time around than it has been uh, ever and and they they fall short they end up getting what fifth i think in the uh yeah, fifth in the in the tournament overall, well short of the girls. But I thought for Jokic specifically, it was still a pretty strong World Cup. I thought, you know, he he really was the highlight of that Serbia team. Him and Bogdanovic. Uh, Bogdanovic probably stole his thunder a little bit as they the, need to trade for Bogdanovic. I'm uh, just throwing that out there. Go get me Bogdanovic. No, we just look. Jokic just keeps playing uh, on these national teams with him, and eventually he's going to become a free agent, and it's just going to be like you know, like <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna Paul Millsop. Or, or Mason Plumley are not recruiting anybody from Team USA to come play in Denver. That's just that is very <laughs> that's just the way it is. But Jokic, he could totally recruit Bogdanovich during these international competitions. So that would be that's I'm I'm, I'm all in on that. Like they probably can't do it after this season when he's going to be a restricted free agent because they're just not going to have the money 
uh, right. to throw at him. And if he that's all right, we'll, we'll get set up, win one title, then bring on Bogdanovich. Oh, yeah, exactly. Fine. And at that time, it. he'll be like in his prime, like you know, All Pro uh, shooting guard. Exactly. It's... He can show up for the to like Manu Ginobili the second half of his career. Exactly. Great. Perfect. This is we got this figured out. Um, <laughs> but what did you think about? I mean, Jokic in the World Cup, like because because in my eyes, you know, he he brought some more attention to himself and the Nuggets, which is always good. Uh, and he didn't get hurt. So, like, well, it's a win-win. Win. So yeah, exactly. Good. Exactly. No, I, I loved his, his work. I didn't particularly like how he was used. Um, but, I mean, they were working him up. He wasn't practicing a lot with the team. They brought him on in lower minutes in earlier, you know, stages. Right. Um, I thought Jokic did great. Jokic played beautifully. He, he was Jokic was fine. Um, Jokic wound up losing his temper in the game that they lost. No, well, one of the games they lost. That was the game against Spain, um, right? Which was the second round, right? That's what set them up to have that yeah. matchup with Argentina that they ended up dropping. But yeah, he we we did see that. You're right. He got that. He got that. Uh, he got teed up when he got tangled up there with Gasol, and then um, ultimately. Gets kicked out of that game. And I see what you're saying, too. And that, I think it was a big complaint of a lot of people. It was like, why is Jokic coming off the bench? The thing is, he's always come off the bench um, for Team Serbia. And that's probably at some point needs to change because he's uh, Well, they're the about to run out of centers who have seniority over him. The, the Serbian right. team's big on seniority, man. Right. Like, if you played for us before, then you get to play. You get to start. And Jokic has skipped. He skipped the last. Yeah, he um, skipped the Euro oh. Cup. He skipped Euro Cup because he was working on his body, uh, which is a nice, nice round, doughy shape now. And then, so that's and then good. World Cup qualifiers, I think, was the year before that, and he skipped that as well, I believe. Correct. And so uh, I understand it, like that, and I don't think he has a problem with it. Um, I mean, Jokic is the best player on the team, right? Uh, and he was everything was fine until they ran into Spain, right? You know, and and then they ran into um, Argentina, and you know, you run into these teams that. They've been together forever. They know each other really well. And unfortunately, Team Serbia still doesn't quite understand Jokic ball. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is a, a problem for them when they run into these these teams that have been together for 15 years, which like Spain. Like, right. everybody on Spain has played together forever. Like, uh, you've got guys who like, who's everyone there. Like, Rudy was there. Like, all those guys were. Yeah, Rudy, Mark, and... Yeah, uh, Ricky Rubio and Sergio Lowell, right? Yeah, those are all the... They, they've been playing together, you know, since they were 16 years old. Wancho's doing that now, too. I mean, Wancho was there at 16 Wancho or 18 playing for that team. Yeah. yeah, so they've already got... I mean, they're young in their NBA careers, but they've already got six or eight years on the Serbi- on the uh, Spanish national team under their belt. Right. So, you know, Serbia's in between teams. They had all their older players. The, the cup that they wanted... Jokic for was was Euro Cup when they lost it to what Slovenia. Yep. You know, and that's what they wanted him for because if he'd been there, they probably would have won. And so, I can understand that. Like, I, I really can because that was the last. You know, of their their um, some of their other older players. Um, but this team is going to be built around Jokic going forward, and he's going to play for them for the next decade. It's going to be, you know, Dirk Nowitzki with Germany. The problem is Dirk Nowitzki with Germany never won anything. You know, right, internationally, exactly. because he was great. Yeah, there's nobody else who was any good in Germany. That was, yeah. that was a yeah. problem. Yeah, they they didn't have those pieces around him. Whereas Spain has had high level performers forever. So the question is whether Serbia, which uh, doesn't quite have the population of Spain, um, yeah. is going to be able to <laughs> hang with that. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny because um, I always I pay somewhat closer attention to to the Croatian team just because that's where I'm from, or that's where my family's from, and it's like it, it goes to show you like how quickly for these smaller countries like that, like they can have what you think is going to be an influx of young talent. You know, you look at that Croatian team, and there was you know Dario Saric and Dragan yeah. Bender and Mario Hizonia, and it was and Boyan Bogdanovic, and it was like this is going to be this team is going to be. Um, somebody to, to be reckoned with and then like you know those guys turned out to uh, not to be really not as many of them were as good as you were hoping and some of your big ones i mean bender and Hazonia, especially those two guys really just didn't pan out uh and, and so you're you're now kind of like well now you just gotta wait for however many years before you get another a group of guys like that because otherwise it's just like you said you, you could have the one-offs uh like the dirks or look at greece i mean greece has uh had clearly had the best player uh, in the tournament, and, and, and they didn't even come close uh, to even... Well, nowhere sure. close. And, and that's that's really it, is that FIBA is such a team basketball um, setup. You are set up if you've got, like, some rugged guys inside, and you've got some shooters, and you have somebody who runs the point, who knows what he's doing, right. you can go a long way. Like, <laughs> that's just the way that they're set up. And age doesn't seem to be a barrier. Like, you got 36, 38-year-old guys out there just, you know, playing Balling. at a high level because, yeah. I mean, it's, it's FIBA, man, and that's – that's the pacing is different than the NBA. The the style of play is different. It just – it allows you to age – I don't know if more gracefully is the right word, but it, it, it doesn't show your shortcomings as hard. Right. Um, there's not such a sudden cliff at the end of your career. And so you've got time to have these long runs if you've got the right team set up. And so Serbia is looking for the right team set up. I feel like they're going to get it because Jokic is a baby and Jokic can play 15 more years internationally for them if he wants to. Right. Your two best, like if your two best players on your team were, are both very young. You know, so yeah. like you, you've got a, they've got a good chance to, to just have those two guys. You've already found two. So anybody else you find um, is probably going to. Probably going to really bolster your chances. All right, Gordon. So, I mean, what about like what about Team USA? Who had who had the most talented? Even though it was probably their you know their C minus squad, it was still still by far top to bottom uh, the most talented roster in the tournament. They end up, of course, losing to France. Is it? I mean, to me, so much of what it looked like Team USA, like it was bad fit, man. It was just bad fit. And they, just, they had so many guys pull out. Like they, because they had so many guys pull out, you have guys playing roles that they were not supposed to be right. playing when you invited them to the team. Right. You invited them as role players, and they turned into, like, necessities. Right. And and once they became necessities, then, then there were weak points in your roster. Then you didn't have anybody who has a big center who could actually handle people. You had Mason Plumlee, but that... <laughs> he was not he was not the kind of defender that, that they would have needed um on the floor. He's not the kind of offensive threat that they ever would have needed. If who do you think out of all the guys who pulled out, who do you think probably hurt the most? Uh, that's a good question. Um I don't know, man. I see so I would go I would say Anthony Davis because You think AD? Yeah, because they needed that's they were fine. I agree with that. They were fine running that. up and down against teams who didn't have a big man, you know, that was it was against the teams whose big man was a stiff. Uh, right. To to use the phrase, they they were fine, but when they ran into the Rudy Gobert's, when they ran into Jokic, uh Well, Rudy Gobert just he's yeah. I mean, Rudy, again, another, the French team gets amped up for these sorts of things. Like, 
and I, and Rudy's going to be there for another ten years, right. you know, playing for yeah. France. So uh, you've got to in the future have a big man who can be a threat, right? Who can be a threat from deep? Who can you know hold Gobert off the the boards or? You know, stop the pick and roll from or match Gasol. his athleticism. Yeah, I mean, there's... you know, forty-five-year-old Gasol is still going to be playing right. in this tournament. You know, it's you, you've got to have an interior presence. And while you can say in the NBA, we'll just go small and run them off the floor, that doesn't mm-hmm. work in FIBA. No, it just doesn't. Or I mean, it's proven not to. If it does work, the next time it'll be because you have better players than the players you tried it with this time. Well, like I said, I mean, it works It works when you can just run it up and down the floor and their their center is just such a such a slow-moving guy that it's not really a big deal. But when, you, when you're trying to run it up uh, the floor and you've got a guy like Rudy Gobert who's keeping up with you, and then on the other end, they're not – they're using him uh, to kind of slow the pace down and you're, and you're not able to – to get these quick possessions, I mean, it just skids everything down. And then next thing you know, you got Harrison Barnes trying to d up Rudy Gobert, and that's just a terrible matchup. That, of course, yeah, you know, and they got exploited and, on that. Well, and Harrison Barnes was one of, I mean, he was a key player for the USA, right? And that's not the role that Harrison Barnes was supposed to have right, three months exactly. ago. Exactly, yeah, like that was point. not the goal. Was not. Let's build this team around the skills of Harrison Barnes. Right, he was a guy you were like, ah, he might not make the roster, you know, or maybe he's going to be the right. Last He'll get ten bench. bench minutes; it'll be fine. Right. Yeah, right. And, then, and now you're like thirty minutes from uh, from him as the starter and key offensive focal point. Right. That's not good. Yeah, I mean, I so I guess I I don't, I don't know what the the answer is for Team USA, you know, going forward. It's because I think you're going to continue to run up against this. Guys are not going to put their careers uh, on the line to go play free basketball for their country. Because uh, they might for the Olympics. You get a, you get a better medal. Although, like, that's in front of the world. You're not going to get it for FIBA. You're right. just not. Right, and maybe and maybe that's just it. And it's and it's now. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna absolutely um, they're gonna absolutely probably get a, a great lineup now here uh, for the Olympics coming up next year because I don't think I think too many guys are, are their pride is they're not gonna let them lose uh, two times in a row. But um, I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe that's what, maybe for the FIBA. You know, you try and make it more about the young guys. The uh, the guys, but again, I think even those guys are starting to get kind of smarter. I mean, yeah, Donovan Mitchell, obviously, um, I mean, he was the best player for the team, uh, out there this yeah. year, but, uh, you know, look at De'Aaron Fox. That was a guy who, who was supposed to be on the select team, worked his way into being onto the senior team. And then like what a week before they're supposed to leave decided, nah, I'm not going to go. Well, and, and again, like you said, it's, it's a career move. Um, and FIBA just means more to the other nations. Right. Like, it just does. FIBA is is an incredibly huge FIBA Eurobasket, World Cups, all that stuff matters to the European teams. It matters to the international squads, to the South American squads, to the Asian squads. It matters to them. And it, it doesn't matter to the USA guys. Right. Um, they don't play that sort of they basketball. Didn't, they didn't grow up watching that basketball. They grew up Correct. watching that Whereas, Exactly. And so because of that, they're like, well, I did go out and watch the Dream Teams, and I, I did watch the Americans and the Olympics again, so that matters to me now, but the rest of this doesn't matter. And when it means more to someone else than it means to you, they they will find a way to make that work. Right. They just do. It doesn't matter if they're less talented than you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's let's uh, let's move on from the World Cup, like the rest of the world uh, has now. Congrats to Wancho winning the gold. Yeah, bring that medal home and bring that game back to the Nuggets, please. That's right. Yes, exactly. Because we need 
Um, well, let's just dive right into that. So, uh, you know, Wancho, of course, makes a big case for himself, I think, um, as as being back. Yeah, I don't think you take too much from his World Cup performance and make any decisions based on your your rotation no, right no, no. now. Like you want to see what yeah, see what he's going to do in Denver against uh, NBA players. Um, but you do he definitely uh, you know didn't hurt himself uh, in any way being out there, and and he's certainly he showed he was healthy, right? That's what, and uh, able to compete at a high level. That's what you wanted to see after his injuries last year, right? Exactly. It looks like the core injury is fully behind him, and that he's ready to go. So, I mean, there's probably there's got to be at least like you know four to five guys you could consider. Uh, for that starting small forward spot. So I guess, Gordon, right out of the gate, who do you think is going to be the starter on opening night? Uh, the starter? Yeah. At small forward, uh, Tory Craig. Really? Tory Craig. Or Will Barton. Like, you tell me, man, but I don't I don't I think don't Malone is going is to go away from his vets. I just don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, Wancho has been, um, has been great this summer. You know, uh, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, is still alive. Right. So, like, it, the, there are options, but I expect him to roll out there with one of those two dudes. I really do. Like, those are, you know, Will Barton played through all those injuries. You know, you had uh, Torrey Craig playing defense um, and brought in specifically to do that. Right. So, depending on who's healthy to start the year, yeah, man, I, I think it's Barton or Craig. And if healthy, I'm assuming it's going to be Barton. Yeah. Um, go for it. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, I I think it's going to be Barton uh, as well. Though I I do see the merit of Craig because the thing about Craig, um, because he obviously got the start real early in the season last year after Barton got hurt. Um, the thing about it though was when he was starting, he just he couldn't hit his shot at all. It wasn't it wasn't going for him. Teams were were basically leaving him open at the perimeter, and that kind of bogged up everything what Denver was trying to do on on offense. And they had to make the change right, and then they went to. Uh, who who did start at small forward for? I can't even. It's been too long. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's gonna it's gonna bug me now. Uh, I want to say it was Gary Harris and Malik Beasley were starting, but I could be wrong. Um, Malik's such a small starting three. Yeah, exactly. Like I love I love Malik, but I mean I mean he has grown a little bit since college. Like he's a little taller than he was when he came out. At least it looks that way on the court. Right. Um, but even so, if, if Malik is now, you know, six, five, that's still small. Barton is small. Oh yeah, exactly. So, I mean, especially when you consider some of the small fours, um, that they'll be facing in the West. But the thing about Tory Craig is like, he's got that defensive ability, uh, that those other guys don't. And, and at the back end of the season, and then even in the playoffs, he showed that he did have the ability to start knocking down three pointers. I mean, he shot over 40%, I think from basically from the all-star break on, um, and, and, and if you can get that out of Torrey Craig, if you, if he can just be a catch and shoot, uh, guy who hits around a 40% yep. clip um, from threes and then plays great perimeter defense, like, I think there's a pretty strong argument to make that that's the best fit in that starting lineup. And you're better off having Will Barton as a creator coming off, uh, the bench and kind of working with Monty Morris as like a two headed, uh, perimeter, you know, two different guys working out the perimeter who can create and you can kind of go away from the idea. Well, we'll have a creator, uh, in Mason Plumley. Look, look man, if you, if you roll the bench out there with Morris and Barton handling the ball and you've got Malik Beasley and Wancho or Michael you know, Porter draining, Jr. 
or MPJ, whichever whichever way that goes. But you've got some of those guys out there, you know, just working perimeter, hitting all your shots. You're driving the ball. All of those guys can drive the hoop. All of those guys can run back cuts. Like that's a really flexible bench unit um, to put out there with uh, maybe a Millsap or a Jokic, you know, um, in the middle. Like that that gives you so much. Right. It just does. It, it you've got so much shooting then. Right. You've got so many guys who can put it in the hoop. Right. And, um, and you still got it, you still got Mace down low to kind of give you some. Uh, if you give you an anchor on your defense, yeah, or or you yeah. know if you play or if not, if or that's if you what play you, it depends on the Jeremy matchup, Grant or Jared Vanderbilt, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. but you're gonna have somebody down there, you know, to help clean up your mistakes on defense because I think that's the worry when you talk about it, you know, line up with with uh, with Monty Morrison and and or, or Malik Beasley, Will Barton, Wancho, or MPJ, like those four guys, nobody there screams a bunch of defense to you. So like that's the only thing you you get concerned, but. With your bench unit, you don't necessarily need them to be a. It's, a it's not the highest deeper. priority, man. You're right for people who can score with it when they score. That's what you want. Right, right. Guys who can get up and down the court, bring bring yep. a boost of energy, uh, and kind of you know, and yeah, and capture momentum when when the other team's reserves are in that that group right there. You got at least four guys uh, who could who could do it. So I'm I'm a bit um, I'm kind of I'm I don't know I'm torn. Um, I'm not saying that I, be wouldn't, the that I wouldn't love to see Will Barton come off the bench, go for six men of the year again. Right. Like, I'm not saying I wouldn't like to see it. I'm just saying I don't expect to see it opening day. Yeah, and you know Will doesn't want that either. Like, that's... that's Will wants to start, and right. I don't blame him. He, you know, honestly, starting is a, unfortunately, or fortunately in the league, whatever you want to call it, well, that's just the reality of it. Being a starter matters to the players. It matters to them. It gets you paid, and that's the thing, like... Right. As a starter, you're guaranteed to be paid more than is a guy coming off the bench. So it's just it's just what it is. What it is. All right. Tell you what. Let's let's. Uh, I want to still. I want to stay with this, but let's hit the break, and then when we come back, um, stay on the small forward things. So I think I, I want to explain a little bit and talk about who probably won't be in uh, the rotation. So uh, stay with us, and we'll be right back. We've all been there. When the budget's the tightest or a time is the shortest, that's when disaster strikes. The last thing anyone wants to deal with in these times is an electrical issue in their home or business. Maybe your light suddenly won't turn on, or maybe a home inspector wants that electrical service changed before you can close out on a property you're selling. Heck, maybe it's not even an emergency at all and you're just looking to finish out your basement or get some power ran to that new AC unit. Whatever your need may be, give Sun Electrical a call. They're a family-owned and operated business that serves the front range, and you can be assured that you'll not only get the highest quality service, but you'll also get the most affordable price as well. Mike, the owner of Sun Electrical, will come to your home or business personally to evaluate your situation and provide a free estimate. And he stands by the work Sun performs as a fully licensed and insured electrical contractor. So give him a call, 719-659-6888. Don't be fooled by the phone number as they'll serve the entire front range from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins and everywhere in between. That's 719-659-6888. 719-659-6888. Sun Electrical, the home of truly affordable electrical work.
Welcome back into the show. Zach and Josh and Gordon Gross, we are here with you guys oh, for about another 20 or so minutes. Um, let's dive back into this small forward conversation, Gordon. So we, we, we both kind of agree it's going to be either Barton or Craig um, as that, that starting guy. And and the, the other one is probably going to be somewhere in the rotation. I mean, is is there room for a Wancho and a Michael Porter Jr. and a Malik Beasley in this rotation with Torrey Craig and Will Barton? Um, well, the Nuggets don't stay healthy, so based on the previous several seasons of health, yeah, there's plenty of room. We should have a core injury pool. Like, everybody should just get the <laughs> Yeah, picks seriously, who's going to pull the <laughs> who's gonna pull a groin right. or, um, you know, get a sports hernia? Exactly. Uh, and we'll go from there. But Let's see, who's do that? I'm going to go with Torrey Craig. My, my, my vote's on Torrey Craig. He hasn't had one yet. Uh, he's he's don't due. Don't jinx him. Him or Malik Torrey, Beasley. Torrey, yeah, Tori's a tough guy. He played through it too, like everyone else does. Oh god, watch it be Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> you hush your mouth. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but no, man. Like seriously, is there enough room for them all to get real minutes? I, that depends on what real minutes means, and it depends on the matchup. Yeah, but like I think there's going to be nights where all those guys, you know, someone's going to have to sit, but they're not going to sit every night. Don't you feel like though we always like, say this, and then it never and... happens like that though. Well, I don't know. Malone runs a bigger rotation in the regular season. He just That's does. True. He he runs he runs ten eleven guys in the regular season. He does it in the playoffs. Most guys don't run right, that in the playoffs. That's not surprising. Yeah. Yep. You know. Um, so yeah, he'll cut that to eight or nine in the playoffs, and that's what you would expect him to do. Just, um, but for the regular season, he's going to run deep lineups. We've got enough guys. Yeah, but you know, if you're not scoring, sit your ass down for five for five games. Like that's how that's going to go. And maybe that's why you have to do it because I think if you if you get too much past ten guys in a single game, it gets things get a little bit too choppy in your rotation, and it's you're constantly guys are constantly in and out, in and out. Your roles are constantly changing. You're playing with different guys all the time. It's hard to get a rhythm. I think once you start getting past ten guys in a rotation, but I, I could agree. see, I could see, like, yeah, I mean. But, but again, this is like the coach. I'm sure this is what coach is going to say. He's like, yeah, you know, and, and, you know, and then there'll be a game they don't play very well. And of course, we'll have that grumpy posts game press conference where he's all like, ah, oh, you know, if these guys don't want to put in the effort, oh, if that's what I'm going to get, then I'm going to find other guys who I'll will. I'll find some guys. <laughs> yeah. Man, how many times have we heard that out of him? He never changes in the lineup. So I. I just feel like, man, I, 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 when I look at it at the end of the day, I think, I mean, out of those five that I named, at least at least one, if not two of them, are not going to play. And, and you're right, it depends on health. Because the thing is, uh, Michael Porter Jr. And, and Wancho, those guys can play power forward. So there's there's maybe some minutes there for them. And Barton and Beasley right. and Craig can all play shooting guard. So there's maybe some minutes for them there. But you've got other guys in those positions. I mean, you've got you know Jamal Murray is probably going to play a little shooting guard next to Monty Morris. You've obviously got Gary Harris, who's going to play shooting guard all the time. And then, you know, power forward, you've got Jeremy Grant, you got Paul Millsap, you got Jared Vanderbilt. Like, it's I just I think someone's gonna get squeezed and honestly I think I feel like Tory's the one who if he doesn't get off to a hot start if he struggles at all he's gonna be the one to get probably the get the the leash pulled on him first. It, it's hard it's hard for me to say that man because as you know Malone's favorite thing is effort on defense right and Tory Craig gives it right oh like, Tory Tory's one of his guys no doubt. Yeah, yeah, he's he's an effort guy, and because of that, Malone will find room for him in the lineup, unless he's just dragging the lineup down. And as he showed at the end of the year, he didn't have to be doing that. In the beginning, it was a concern with with Jokic and the spacing. Right. But if he's going to hit threes, 
then that's not a concern. Right. Well, that's and I guess that's just what I'm saying. Like, if he goes back to that where he's right. a liability on offense, like I can see him being the guy, the, the one of the, the first guys that are like, all right, they're they're, they're not going to give him time to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, well, I can see that. Yeah. Because they want to see what Michael Porter can do. They got they've got to get Michael Porter Jr. on the court. Right. Like, I mean, you have to know what you have. It's been a year. You didn't see him. You're going to see him in training camp. You're going to see him in the preseason. You're going to get a chance to see him with NBA athletes on an NBA court in games that matter. So what are you going to give him a shot to do? You can't give him a shot to, like, wave a towel. Right. If you're letting him play, you're letting him play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's it. I mean, you're not going to – you're probably not going to really send him – maybe they'll send him to the G League. I don't know. uh, You can buy some time sending him to the G League. I I want them to. I just really want them to. I want him to be fully healthy, and I want them to send him to the G League for, like – just Knock a some rust off for the first month or two. Yeah, well, like, and just and just you'll know he's ready. Like whether it takes him uh, a day, a week, a month, when he just starts wrecking like G League teams, and it's like, oh, Michael Porter Jr. put up forty points tonight in this G League game. You're like, all right, you know, this guy's this guy's good to go. Because when you think about it, like Tory Craig, dude, he dominated the G League. Like he, when he went down there, he was like, we called him the G League LeBron, right? Because he would be putting up like twenty five right. points, thirteen rebounds, no, and eight Craig assists. Was the G League. Tory Craig was far and away better than what the G League had to offer. Right. Like he he played professionally in Australia and he knew. Yeah. He's like, look man, this is not competition. I have seen competition. Right. This is you know, you guys are playing half of you know guys don't play real defense down here, so this is fun. Let's go play. <laughs> watch me just watch me just manball you. And that's I guess that's what I want to see from Michael Porter Jr. I want to see that if they're gonna send him down to the G League, I want to see that gap of just clear talent gap between him and these other these other guys who are just fighting for roster spots, you know what I mean? Like so I guess if they're gonna send him down there for that I'm okay for it, but I honestly like they're they're not gonna to me they're not gonna take too much chances with him off of you know not at, in their own in their own building with their own roster with the 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 expectations around him the commodity that they believe that they have in him like they're not gonna I just don't see it happening so I mean it's it's then then you've got the problem with with Wancho and Malik those guys are in contract years like you got to you got to know for sure i mean with Malik you think okay like this guy's probably he looks like he's a real piece with Wancho now you're like like all right if he's healthy you know he could be a real piece too they're going to have to figure that out so and and of course Barton you're playing or you're you're paying um, a healthy amount of money. So I just feel like Torrey Craig, man, that's the guy. Like he, he feels like out of all those small for- potential small forward uh, players, he's the one who, unless he's hitting threes, if he's hitting threes and playing great D, I think he, like I said, I think he could start. Um, but if he's not hitting threes, then then I see him getting squeezed out of that rotation. Well, really it's fast. still a matter. It's still a matter of Wancho. Um, if he's going to be able to play the four or not the four, right. Like, I mean, you still have these these questions about where he can play, how much, um, you know, big ball you want to play with Mason Plumlee and Jokic. Right. How many? How are you going to like, work Jeremy Grant and, and Paul Millsap? You, yeah. You've got Jeremy Grant, Paul Millsap you, uh, to fit in with Mason Plumlee. There's not going to be a lot of minutes in the front court for Wancho. Right. So his, his thing is going to have to be defending small forwards and making shots. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's look forward. I guess we'll move to looking forward towards next season. Uh, wrap up the show here. All right, Gordon, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a question <coughs> about questions. This is, uh, we're going deep here on the, here on the pickaxe pundits. Um, 
what to you is the bigger question or the bigger concern when it comes to the Nuggets backport? Is it the can Gary Harris be healthy for a full season or can Jamal Murray take that step that kind of everybody's expecting him to take, you know, now with the big contract after the playoff performances? What to you, I guess, to you of one of those two things? Gary Harris having a full season of health, Jamal Murray making that next step to becoming the clear number two on this team. Um, what is a more important for the Nuggets? What's more important, or what if they're afraid isn't going to happen? All right, well, I, 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 let's ask both. So, so first, what, what do you think is going to happen? Like, I expect. Um, I think the most important thing is Jamal Murray becoming the clear number two, like the guy next to Jokic. Like that right. is hugely important, but. This is after getting paid. When you get all the money and you have the expectations, that's usually when guys start to struggle by not not playing within themselves. They start squeezing that ball a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they yeah exactly, and they feel like they need to do something. So all of a sudden, rather than making the right basketball play, you wind up making the play you feel like you should make for the player you're being paid to be. Right, and that's always dangerous. That's just. But doesn't Jamal dangerous. believe he's that player already? <clears throat> Jamal was born bleeding. He's that player. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he's got any. I, that, that's what I wonder. I don't. I don't think he's got that much added pressure on him. But I do. You know, for a guy who 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 comes off as very mentally tough. Um, I mean, you have to remember. I mean, th- these guys are in their their young twenties. Like we were, uh, we were talking before we went on the pod. I was when I was in my young twenties. I was a not the not the brightest or or not didn't make always the most sound decisions. Um, myself that you would look back on and would not consider me very mentally tough, I guess. So um, not not to judge Jamal or anything, but I think, you know, a guy who, who a lot has talked about, like, you know, his meditation, his preparation, the way he was brought up, um, yet he seems to struggle every single every single year at the beginning of the season, right? Uh, and that's a mental thing. Like, it, 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 I, to me at this point, three years in a row, I'm convinced, like, it is a mental thing um, when it comes to Jamal and slow starts to the season. So I do have a big uh, that concern is doubled now because not only is it just the start of the season I think he puts a lot of pressure on himself to do well but also now he's got even more pressure because he's carrying a 27 or 25 whatever it is million dollar contract uh, along with it so I worry about that which makes me wonder if it's not more important for Gary Harris to be healthy because if you have Gary as a healthy uh, throughout the year, he might end up being the number two himself. Like he, I think he has that ability in him and, and, and he really has been, I feel like the second best player on this team ever since Danilo Gallinari left. Um, but he just, we just haven't been able to see it consistently enough because he's always been dealing with some sort of, you know, nagging For eight injury. or ten games a season, man, he's amazing. Right. Like, he has it all together, and you're like, yep, that's the Gary Harris that I was expecting. Right. And then he pulls a hamstring or, you know, it's a core rolls an ankle or has a core injury or <laughs> right. whatever. And it just, that's how it goes. Like, it, it's annoying, and I'm sure it's even more annoying for him. He's a competitor. Uh, yeah, no, like, no, no, no doubt. I'm sure it bothers him no end, but that's that's just the way that it is. Gary Harris being healthy, there's nothing, there's nothing that I'm worried about being a repeat injury, really. Like if right. if he is fully rehabbed, then none of his injuries should be lingering. This is not like I'm worried about his Achilles because he tore it. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, I know. It, yeah, it, exactly. It's not that sort of injury where you're worried about long term effects. But you do worry that he just keeps getting soft tissue injuries. Right. Like, that is that is concerning. 
Um, right. Because when he's at his best, Gary Harris, as a as a defender, as a um, a terrific back cutter, a guy who can score when asked to, um, he's sometimes a little too selfless. But honestly, on this team, that works out really well. Right. Like being yeah. selfless on this team is not a is not a detriment to you. Right. Yeah. No, it works out great. I mean, he and and nobody. I mean, nobody on this team has has probably worked better with with Nicola than Gary Harris. Maybe maybe you could start saying Jamal uh, because kind of but but for different reasons. Like Gary Gary works off ball um better than right. anyone playing with Jokic. Jamal well, is he, really good in that pick Jamal, and roll. Though, man. Yeah, no, like, he true. helps Jamal by making sure that Jamal doesn't have to defend every tough point guard on earth. Right. Because Jamal's not ready for that yet. Right. And and maybe you know they showed in the playoffs when Gary was around, Gary's like, look, man, let me handle this business. Yeah. Put and me on put me on Derek like, White. Yeah, put me on Derek White and I will erase him. And that's what happened. Right. Right. And we'll win this series. Yeah, no, I mean it's um he definitely helps out Jamal. But I think the thing about with Jamal and, and playing with Jokic is is, you know, Jamal has really got that good two man game. He's probably got a better two man game um with Jokic. Than, than Gary does, whereas Gary's just within the flow, that off-ball flow of the offense probably yeah. navigates that It made me happy in the playoffs to see it, man. It made me happy in the playoffs to see Jamal embracing the two-man game with Jokic. Right. To see, rather than just trying to ISO it up and, you know, mamba his way in the playoffs, right. Jamal did some of that. But there was still, you when know, when you're hot, you're game hot. doing that. <laughs> yeah, when you're hot, you're hot. You just, you just take it and you know that... You know, the bucket's the size of a wagon, and you just throw the ball in there. It's fine. Right. Um, but he he embraced the fact that he and Jokic have a very special thing on offense. Um, and that it's very, very hard to defend a 1-5 pick and roll. <laughs> right. And the roll guy is, yeah. you know... <laughs> It's a point guard, and he can. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's what's so funny is that it's actually probably not that difficult uh, to defend it if you schemed it enough. But um, those point guards, they just get so lost. They're like, wait, what? Wait, I, I got it. Happening right yeah. now. Yeah, it's, it's very confusing. <laughs> exactly. He's like, no, my guy's the one who gets screened, not the. Uh, I'm not the one who's getting screened. Um, it's a. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a kind of, it's a, it's a unique wrinkle that I, I think nobody probably pulls off better than Jamal. Um, and t- he is, he is tops in the league in terms of screens set by a point guard. Can't uh, yeah, <laughs> you would think, especially screen set for a big man. Right, right. All right, uh, one more question, and then we'll get out of here, Gordon. So, who do you think? If you got to pick, you got to pick one guy who is going to be out of the rotation to start the season, but is a solid part of it uh, to end the season, a la Malik Beasley last year. Wancho. Wancho, I like it. That's a pretty solid pick. I honestly, man, Wancho's going to have to work his way back in, and I don't know that he gets there on day one. I don't, but I expect Wancho to finally bring his FIBA form. He's about to get paid, so. This is a good year. Right, this is a good year to, to be like, good. To bring your form and show up and and be the hustle, rebound, scoring, crazy person that you are in FIBA. And I, I think Wancho's going to do that. That's a, that's a really good pick because there's a lot of, like, as we've talked about a lot to show, there's a lot of different ways that Wancho could find his way on the court, whether it's as a small forward um, or a power forward. So I'm kind of torn um, you're picking MPJ. What are I was you like, about? I, well, uh, I was gonna say between MPJ because I think you know the the thing about MPJ is I'm not convinced he won't be in the rotation to start the season. So that's the um, 
Well, yeah, that's that's always the problem guessing now. You haven't seen any of the preseason or anything. Right. Well, that's what makes it fun. That's what gives us the interest. That That's what hooks the listener, Gordon. That's, I hear you. Yeah, I hear we're, you. We're 41 minutes into this. We were like, what am I, who am I joking about? If you're, if you're only the diehards are still left. podcast, then we're doing this wrong, <laughs> yeah, but whatever. Right. right. Um, but... Um, the other guy I kind of think about is Jared Vanderbilt. Now that's going to take some some injuries, like a Paul Millsap's going to get have to get hurt, or Jeremy Green's yeah. going to have to get hurt. One of those two guys, or maybe Mason Plumley. Um, but Jared Vanderbilt is one of those guys where I wonder, like, is he maybe going to find um, find some time because he's got a skill set that if he can just hone it a little bit, if he can just sharpen up his game, like he really projects well um into this the future of with the score he really can serve a role you know as as a playmaking defensive four um who potentially with a bit of a shot um that that, that the nuggets really need and they don't really have like Paul Millsap not really the playmaking guy Paul Millsap and Jeremy Grant I think both don't have the the playmaking element element that that Jared Vanderbilt does now they they've got a better shot than he does right now but that's some something that you know you need to see out of Vanderbilt but if he gets an opportunity I think the Nuggets can find a way to make it work and if they do I think it's just going to be too good to put him back on the bench I can see that uh, my issue Vanderbilt's game is such a strange mix right um. Like he has a lot of things, but he doesn't have a shot. Right. He has a lot of of skills. He's as far as a hustle guy. He's he is the most hustle hustle guy on the roster. Yep. Like I'm just gonna say that right now. They don't have anybody as scrappy hustly as as uh, Jared Vanderbilt. Um, but it, he's still so raw. Uh, trying to get minutes. Um, I don't know if he's ready. I feel like he's still on the Malik Beasley path. Yeah. You know, where year one, you pretty much didn't play. And then year two, you got a few minutes and you looked like you didn't quite know what you were doing. And then year three, you know what I mean? It like, clicks, right? Yeah. I, I think, I think Jared Vanderbilt still a year away, which is good. Like they will have more time for him in a year. They'll have more of a potential role for him. Right. Um, I think, I think the addition of Jeremy Grant really takes some of the time that I was expecting to go to Jared Vanderbilt because Grant's just ready to go now. Right. Like Grant, right. Grant can play. He can do everything you want to do. He's, he's going to be a starter before long. If he's not to start the season, that's really an interesting question for me is whether Grant or Millsap is going to start. Like it's kind of got to be uh, Millsap though. Don't you think? You would think, but I'm telling you that a bench with Millsap as the center works amazingly well. Yeah, that's true. A small ball five Millsap-oriented bench roster will kill. And so maybe Millsap starts for five minutes and then sits, and then you get five minutes with Grant, and then you get Millsap back in. Like, I can see them doing some of that stuff that they were doing with um, Wilson Chandler um, a couple years ago to try to figure that out. Um, I can see that happening, um, as they try to get it right. Yeah, I, um, it's, it's a good point. I mean, it, it could definitely happen. I, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I feel like there's just no way you can, you can keep that $30 million on the bench, but, um, we'll see. It's pay, what is paid is paid, man. Like, it's true. you it's know, true. Millsap is great and, and I'm sure he can start and I expect him to get starter minutes, but by starter minutes, I mean like 28, right. like. 
He's not going to go 35 minutes for you anymore. He can't. That's no, not yeah. his game. He's old. So he's as old as I how am. you want to deploy his 28. Oh, that's all right. Tell you what, we will. Uh, let's go ahead. We will. We'll just close it up uh, there and let you guys get out of here. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. I'm at Zach Mikosh. Uh, Gordon is at G Money Nugs. Make sure you're following at Denver Stiffs at SB Nation. We're over on Instagram at the Denver Stiffs. Also on YouTube, check us out there. Make sure you're subscribing. We're going to have lots of video content for you guys uh, from Media Day. And also make sure you subscribe to the podcast network. We're going to have uh, an injection of new blood here at Denver Stiffs here coming very soon. And I think we will be getting some new new guests both here on the Pundits and maybe on the um, on the network overall. So... Make sure you're subscribed so you guys can get that all as soon as it comes out. Mr. Gordon Gross, another week in the books. We made it. We made it to week two before I was, uh, you know, 30 minutes late to the podcast. So yeah, it, yeah, it was a good run. Have, uh, uh, that's all right, man. This is this is standard. This means we're in our mid-season form. So <laughs> that's, right. About it. that's right. All right, everybody. We will be on time, or at least I'll try to, uh, next week. So we will talk to you then.